Hello and welcome to Game on Girl on the Go. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, and you may know me as Doc Liz on Twitter. Uh, you may know me as one of the geeking moms on Geeking with the Moms. You may know me from Game on Girl Prime, my interview show, where I talk to women about gaming and the importance of gaming in their lives. Um, and you may be new to Game on Girl, so if you are, welcome. Uh, Game on Girl on the Go is my quick uh, solo podcast where I talk about different topics of interest. Uh, so far with the series, I've been covering mostly my dissertation research, talking a little bit about uh, the concepts of identity and gaming that came out of um, the research that I did to um, finish my dissertation. Um, today I'm going to kind of deviate a little bit from that. I'm going to try to tie the reflections I have today back to gaming in some aspects. Um, but, uh, I want to start off with talking about, um, kind of a little bit of a crisis I've been going through, uh, with, uh, uh, my favorite female superhero, uh, so I think I mentioned this in a previous episode. Um, I had originally thought about doing my dissertation research on um, women's female superheroes. I really wanted to talk about how Wonder Woman had come out of um, the classic era and uh, her relation to Rosie the Riveter and um, war and uh, how pop culture really influences how we see um, different events and her role in that. Um, and I decided early on to abandon that idea in light of wanting to research gamers instead because, um, well, I am a gamer and I've been a gamer for a long time. And that was one of the things that drove the the research and the concepts that I talked about. But Wonder Woman has always held a special place in my life because she was really important to my mom and my mom used her as an icon as I was growing up to talk about female strength and power. Um, and so as I sit here and I am recording this episode from my office, I can see no less than 15 uh, Wonder Woman uh, paraphernalia <laughs> that are on my shelves looking at me as I record this episode. Um, interspersed are some other things. There's a Cthulhu. There's some um, uh, uh, Holtzman from Ghostbusters, um, who's my first cosplay. Um, you know, so there's other things interspersed in here, but Wonder Woman has always been the kind of like iconic female power symbol for me and for a lot of women. Um, so I finished watching Captain Marvel and I'm calling this episode my Captain Marvel crisis because immediately upon finishing, I think I was still watching the credits. I popped open my phone, I pulled up our Slack channel and I was just like, people, I'm shook, um, I think I like Captain Marvel better than Wonder Woman. And, you know, there's always that rush. There's always that blush right after you've seen a movie and you're still on the high of it. And like I said, I think the credits were still rolling because, of course, it's a Marvel film. And there were people who were dumb enough to leave before the credits finished, which, uh, come on, people. How long have they been doing this? Don't leave a Marvel film before the credits finish rolling. Um, so, you know, I was still in the rush of having watched it, and I'm like, I really feel like I like her better than Wonder Woman. And so I thought about recording this episode immediately. I'm like, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to record this right away. Just saw this movie. I'm going to go talk about this right away. And circumstances being what they were, I wasn't able to do that, um, which was good, because it gave me a little bit more time to reflect on it. 
Um, and so I'm going to share my thoughts with <laughs> how my perception has changed a little bit based on now knowing Captain Marvel and Carol Danvers um, a little bit more completely than I did before. Uh, so I'm going to start this and I'm going to talk about the things that I think Wonder Woman and Carol Danvers have in common first. And then I'm going to talk about the things that launch me into having a stronger connection to Carol Danvers than to Wonder Woman. All right, so both Wonder Woman and Carol Danvers lead with empathy, uh, which is not something we see touted or or respected a lot in our um, in a lot of pop culture. Um, it is definitely a characteristic we tend to asso- associate more with women than with male heroes. Um, but both of them put <clears throat> a premium on relating to the people who are involved in whatever's happening. Um, we saw this with um, Wonder Woman in her movie when she walked across Dead Man's Land in order to save, you know, as many people as possible, having been inspired by, a, you know, a woman and a child. Uh, we see this with uh, Captain Marvel, where she... Um, chooses to understand the scroll story and see past the propaganda that she has been exposed to for most of her life on crawl or with the crawl. Um, so we see them look beyond the what they're told and break through kind of perceptions that they have been um, fed or um, expectations of behaviors, um, expectations of, of um, outlook and, and all this. They both have the ability to kind of pull that veil back and see the true humanity involved in the, cir- in the circumstance, in the situation. And that is truly a powerful thing um, and clearly something that I'm passionately talking about here, so I relate to it very much. Um, And they're able, both of them, to question their own bias and look at sort of where they've come from and where their ideas are are, um, created. And um, these are really unique characteristics in superheroes if we look at kind of the original um, Superman and how he was just like, just your good guy. I mean, a lot of that's changed in the last 20 years. Um, but, you know, originally Superman was just good and um, kind of boring because he was just good and he had superpowers that he was given that made it easy for him to be good. Um, so um, being able to to have that self-reflection, I think, is something that both Wonder Woman and um, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, have. Um the thing that struck me the most, and one of the reasons why I think that I relate more to Captain Marvel um, and Carol Danvers is because of her childhood. Um, and I'm trying to not talk too much, you know, I don't want to give too many um, spoilers away as I'm recording this, so I'm going to talk in a lot of generalities, but there are scenes that recur in Captain Marvel where we see what it was like for her to grow up. Um, being more inclined to uh, be a tomboy, interested in sort of boys, you know, gendered activities. Um, We have a scene where we see her father yelling at her for getting hurt because he told her not to do something, even though she lets the boys her age do it. Um, He lets the boys her age do it. So 
um, we very much see her fighting against these stereotypes that she's not supposed to be interested in certain things because she's a girl. Um, that resonated very deeply with me, uh, with my interest in video games, with my interest in computers and programming and all of the things that I've wanted to do in most of my life have all been things that were quote unquote, you know, boy things. Um, and to the point where, you know, I used to run around and race and I was definitely, I was definitely a tomboy. Um, and so a lot of that resonated. I didn't have that connection to Diana's, um, Diana Prince's, you know, experience growing up. Um, I don't, I mean, you know, none of us are going to be a demigod, you know, none of us are, are who she is. Um, but she was raised in an environment where fighting and, and that kind of, uh, behavior was not just acceptable, but, um, expected of her. And that's a very different experience from being someone who grows up in a, um, environment that says this really isn't for you. And okay, I guess it's kind of okay if you're kind of into this, but this really isn't what you should be paying attention to. You should be more interested in these things over here. So Diana Prince never faced that. She, Diana never faced that. She was, you know, born and bred to be a warrior, um, and trained for that. And so that was a very different uh, experience with that. Um, some of the other things about, uh, Captain Marvel, um, is, you know, she wasn't born into her power. Um, she gets her power by an accident through accidental means. Um, it manages to create, um, conflict for her. Um, it puts her in a position where, um, she is controlled then by, you know, certain people who want her to behave a certain way and use her power in a certain way. Um, she has to learn her own agency and she has to learn how to control that power. And that process is something I think that many of us, male or female, would relate to because it's only through a certain acceptance of who you are you can understand your agency and your power and what you can do in the world. And um, she's constantly being told that she needs to ignore her emotions, she needs to tamp down on her anger, she needs to not be impulsive, um, which are messages that many of us receive. Um, and she's told that these things are limited, will limit her abilities as a warrior and her ability to be powerful. Um, and what she does in the end is turn all that on its head because it's only when she lets into all of her emotions and she digs in and she embraces that her emotions make her who her, who she is, that she is able to become fully an empowered person. And that's something that is a message that more of us need to hear, <laughs> more of us need to hear on a regular basis, um, you know, particularly women, particularly young women. Um, but I think men need to hear this too. Um, your emotions are okay. Your anger is okay. Uh, it can be just as powerful and just as life-changing and just as amazing for you as, um, you know, holding yourself back from those emotions. In truth, holding yourself back from your emotions doesn't do anybody any good. Um, and, you know, being able to see and feel and um, experience what drives you uh, is really the kind of thing that can make your life spectacular. Um, and we definitely see that happen for Captain Marvel. It's only after she remembers who she is, 
um, and learns of um, her life on earth that had been kind of blocked from her memory, um, that she can come to grips with not just who she is, but what she's meant to do. Um, So, you know, again, trying to talk in generalities and not give too much away of what happens. um, uh, That whole journey is just spectacular. In smaller points, um, she fights sexism. Um, She's told point blank that she needs to smile more, which is ironic because, of course, that was the big critique of her... um, trailer when it first dropped was why isn't she smiling more and then of course she went and photoshopped smiles on all the male superheroes never smile in their pictures either um so she fights sexism very directly there's a lot of references to everyday sexism that women face that she combats um she's limited by the men in her life her dad telling her that she can't do the sports and the activities that you know her brothers do her Cree commander who tells her that it's her emotion that is going to, you know, limit her and um, make it so that she can't be successful. Um, again, experiences many women uh, come up against as well. Um, because you're a woman, you're going to be limited by these things. Um, and that, again, strongly resonates for many reasons. Um, and lastly, the focus on female friendships in Captain Marvel, I think, is one of the things that truly elevated it above the Wonder Woman story for me. And one of the reasons for this is that I think we don't pay enough attention to exactly how important our female friendships are and what they ben- what we benefit from them and what they provide to us in our lives. So paying attention and acknowledging making a female friendship the central relationship in the movie was absolutely outstanding. There's no love interest, there's no men, there's no, you know, romance that distracts her. Um, she is driven by the care of her, of wanting to care for her friend and her daughter and her mentor, um, whose name I'm blanking on right now, uh, played by Annette Benning, Dr. Wendy Lawson. Um, um, I think her name was Marvell <coughs> as well. Um, that relationship and her relationship with her best friend, um, are really the the focal points of the relationships um, for the movie. And I think putting um, the premium on that and putting those relationships in such high position really elevated this story. Um, we see female mentorships in Wonder Woman. Um, we see her um, aunt as her mentor. We see her mom as her mentor. Um, But when she goes off on her journey and her adventure, she adventures with all other male characters. And we see a potential um, romance budding between her and Steve Trevor. So, um, and I I didn't object to any of that. I love that story. I love the way that they handled it. I thought it was very respectful and um, didn't make it the focus of the movie necessarily. But it was still there. And so I was really... um, 
really enamored by the fact that they just removed that element completely from this story and made it about female friendships and the power that women can have when we truly support each other. So, um, so here's my Captain Marvel crisis. Um, I'm looking now at potentially thinking that Captain Marvel might be my favorite female superhero, um, which is, um, you know, 30 some odd years, um, later (laughs) realizing that maybe, maybe my loyalties have been misplaced. So, uh, what do you think? Have you watched or, um, have you seen Captain Marvel? What do you think? I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, we talk a little bit about this on Geeking with the Moms, the most, um, the upcoming episode of Geeking with the Moms. So make sure to check that out. I'm, I'm sure we'll go back and talk about it a bit more because Nicole Tanner, who's my co-host on Geeking with the Moms, um, hadn't seen the movie yet and had read what I had been saying in our Slack channel and um, was like, well, this is really interesting. So um, I'm going to hopefully we're going to go back and talk a little bit about um, uh, Nicole's reactions once she sees Captain Marvel. So have you seen Captain Marvel? What do you think about it in contrast to Wonder Woman? Um, did you enjoy it? Um, did you miss the romance? Was not having a heterosexual romance, you know, something that you missed in that? Uh, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at DocLiz with two Zs. Um, and check out uh, the Geek Embassy for all kinds of geeky content. And until next time, get your... Oh, <laughs> sorry, I'm a little sick, so I'm apparently forgetting my sign-off phrase. <laughs> until next time, game on. <laughs>